Greetings, this is Atma Boda. Today is December 29th, 2021. By the way, yesterday I made a mistake on the date on the podcast. Yesterday was December 28th podcast, by the way. I did fix that for the YouTube podcast, but just so you know. Anyway, for today, though, the title of the podcast is Ego Doesn't Exist. Be somebody, not nobody. I believe this is podcast number 33. I love that number. I am excited about today's podcast. I just feel so inspired and there's been so many great ideas and inspirations that I came earlier. Anyway, I'll just begin. If you choose not to identify as an individual, then what do you identify as? In choosing to lose your individuality, you basically become a, quote, nobody, unquote, which is literally a nobody. When you believe that you matter and are important, your individuality becomes a force for good. Your existence is affirmed, accepted, and celebrated. Life becomes the celebration because you are a celebrity, a reason to celebrate. If you choose the path of nothingness, you instead become a nobody. Individuality is not a myth. We are each unique and our uniqueness should be celebrated, not ignored. Yes, on the highest and deepest level, we are one. But to ignore our diversity is to disrespect the nat- what nature has gifted us with. And I was responding, here's someone gave this comment, quote, but what's wrong with being a nobody? Isn't it at the root of spirituality, having no identity? My response This is the misunderstanding that spirituality means you must have no identity. The opposite is true. When you are truly, quote, spiritual, unquote, you have a deeper identity. You become more authentic. In fact, you become an embodiment of unique authenticity. It is through our diversity that we can celebrate the gloriousness and immensity of the Creator. At the same time, we realize that the Creator lives and breathes through us. To deny yourself the privilege of having a unique identity is to disrespect nature and this gift you are given that makes you uniquely you. It's not about removing the ego. It is about removing the self-limiting beliefs. Your concept of ego is simply a mind constrained by self-limiting beliefs. Ego doesn't exist. Only limits on your mind exist. Remove your limits not your ego. At this point, I want to ad lib an analogy. Think of it like this. There's a slave master 
that exists. It has your mind. It has tied down your beautiful and wonderful mind. It's tied it down with these constraints, these chains that keep it constrained and oppressed. And now because your mind is so oppressed, it starts to piss on itself. It starts to defecate on itself. It stinks. It's wretched. It doesn't like its existence. It starts shouting and making loud noise and shouting obscenities. And the part of you that is in your heart maybe can look at this mind and say, Oh my gosh, my mind is my ego is my quote my. So now it's now it's the ego, right? The mind constrained is the ego. So your heart's saying, oh, yes, the ego is, is, smells so bad. It doesn't give me any peace. The ego must be so bad. And the slave master says, yes, yes, you're right. This ego is such a bad thing. We must destroy it. And then part of you saying, yes, you, you must be right. Because look at how bad the this ego is. It smells bad. It shouts bad. It, it causes me pain. We must get rid of it. And the slave master says, that's great. Let me take care of it for you. I'll take it away. You never have to worry about your ego again. And then steals your mind. And you become mindless and purposeless and drift aimlessly in the cosmos without any sense of direction without any sense of discernment. You think everything is the same. You think up is down, down is up, light is dark, dark is light. There is no difference. There is nothing but sameness and uniformity and conformity and oppression. So what's the solution? You look closer at the mind. You realize what you thought was ego is not ego. It is a beautiful mind, but it's been constrained. It has these chains, these chains that are holding it back, that are holding you back. And these chains are called your self-limiting beliefs. The belief that your mind is bad, the belief that individuality is a bad thing, the belief that you are weak, the belief that you cannot be unlimited, the belief that you are just this body, that you are just this mind, the belief that you are a sinner, the belief that you have all of these problems and in these sufferings these are attachments because that's what the mind does the mind loves attachments it's like oh i get to go to school i get this degree okay now i'm an a psychologist or now i'm a doctor my mind is attached to this belief this is who i am now this is my identity Let's say you are a tradesman, you're a mechanic. Let's say you're a sports star. Let's say you're a professional sports player. It doesn't matter. 
the mind will attach itself and identify with whatever training, whatever pursuit in life you decide to do. You could be homeless. The mind could say, well, I'm a homeless person now. You can be a drug addict. The mind can say, oh, I'm a drug addict. This is all it is for me. This is my life. These are all attachments. The only difference of between these attachments is some of these attachments are more respected by others. Some of these attachments are more helpful, right? They can put food on your plate. They can make you money. But they're all attachments. And all attachments are self-limiting beliefs. All of them, except one. And that's why this path is called the path of attachment. Because instead of attaching your mind to the limitations, you are removing your mind, your limitations. You're removing your limitations so your mind can be free. And what happens when the mind is finally free of its limitations? It rushes at truth. It finds truth. And truth sets you free. And truth is the only thing that can set you free. So that is the true story of your mind enslaved. You don't have an ego. You don't. You have a beautiful mind. And it just so happens that it's chained up. Free those chains. Break those chains. The self-limiting belief all, every belief that you have that limits you, those are the ones you want to remove. So that's the, the end of that story. And I have another story. You've probably heard of the Arthurian legend of Excalibur. The mythical sword in the stone. And no one in the land can pull this magical sword from the stone except King Arthur one day was able to do that. And that's what made him the true king is because he was the only one to be able to remove that sword from that stone. There's a deeper message in that story. That sword in the stone is actually the sword of truth. The stone is your hardened mind, limited by the beliefs laced upon it. By removing the self-limiting beliefs you can realize that sword of truth. You can liberate that sword of truth from the mind that prevents you from, from taking it. That Excalibur sword of truth is for everyone. 
everyone has access to that sort of truth. You can claim it for yourself. And once you do, once you have that sort of truth in your hands, never again will you be burdened by doubt. Never again will you be burdened by fear or anxiety. Your mind will be radiant and brilliant, shining because of that truth that infuses it. I'll go ahead and continue. The main problem has nothing to do with masses. Okay. There was also a comment about how people won't recognize your individuality because there are so many billions of people on planet Earth that it's hard to stand out and be recognized. That was his point. So my answer to that is that the main problem has nothing to do with the masses. Most people don't recognize and appreciate themselves enough. They don't become truly independent because they stay bogged down by their self-limiting beliefs. Once you are liberated, you don't care what the masses think about you. You're already empowered. You're full of bliss and love. You then can lay siege to the masses in your quest to inspire their minds and awaken their hearts by helping to remove their limitations. And that's all that I wrote today. It looks like we got about six minutes left of some ad-libbing. And there was another concept that I wanted to throw in. I might as well try to keep these podcasts as action-packed as possible. And this may become a separate podcast topic, but I want to answer another question that occurred to me that people might want to understand. And that question is, what is a master? Is a master someone that thinks they are so superior and above everyone else? Is a master someone who thinks that their way is the only way, the only correct way, and everybody else is deluded? Is that what a master is? No. What an enlightened master is, is simply someone who has mastered themselves. Being a master doesn't mean you are anybody else's master, okay? Being an enlightened master doesn't, it's not a title and say, that, that's saying, oh, I'm a master because I subjugate others. I have countless minds under my control. No. No. Being a master has nothing to do with that. In fact, the opposite is true. It's about being independent. It's about having mastery over your own mind, about being free from desire, doubt, worry, fear, anxiety, um, desire, negativity, not letting even anger get control over you. In fact, having an impenetrable mind whereby no other person can interrupt your bliss or no other entity and, and nothing 
can interrupt your bliss. It's like you're able to carry this presence of bliss and love with you all the time in every situation, no matter how tragic, no matter how horrible, no matter what pressures are placed upon you by your work or by your family or by your friends or by anybody outside of you in the external world. That's what being a master is, okay? Being a master is being one of the truly independent persons. Like, what is an independent person? Well, an independent person means you have a unique identity that nobody can take from you. And you're able to walk forth and present yourself in the world as a unique fully conscious and independent being. So people might ask, well, okay, if you're so powerful, then that just means it's easier for you to control and subjugate others and to accumulate wealth for yourself and not care about other people. And and since you don't need other people, you don't need to care about them. And you could just build your own personal empire and just be living life as a selfish existence. And that's the irony to, to address that. First of all, Masters don't do that. And the reason is very, very simple, is that in order to develop self-mastery, the only way to develop self-mastery is by attuning your mind to truth. And when you have truth, you have a certain higher knowledge. And that just means that you're able to see that everybody is awesome, okay? You're not the only awesome person in the universe. In fact, everyone else is awesome. They're just kind of in a state of amnesia. They might be a bit unconscious, you know, they, they have these limitations on their minds. They don't know what they do. And in, in the Bible, some, Jesus said that, right? He says, they know not what they do. It's like, that's an accurate assessment. They know not what they do. They think they know what they do, but they don't know what they do. Because if they really knew what they are doing, then they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. And the same thing is true as a master. Because we know what we're doing, we know that helping others is the best way to help ourselves because the best part of me is the best part of you and the best part of you is the best part of me through our individuality we have that common thread of awesomeness but the problem is well not really the the illusion is that the awesomeness is not in control but actually the awesomeness is in control and the more people that believe that, the better this world becomes. When you believe that the awesomeness that is that interconnected truth is in control, that this is truth's house, the house always wins, that is powerful. And when you align yourself with that higher truth, you become powerful because that's what the truth wants. It wants to empower you. And it's only by going against that truth and not accepting that truth in your life is what brings you hardship and struggles. People call it surrender, but actually that's a misnomer. It's an alliance. It's a symbiosis. It's living in harmony. And sometimes when you're living in harmony, you also can become that assertive force and accepting a higher destiny and a more important role in your life. 
This is Amabola signing off. Until tomorrow, you have awesomeness every day.